Hello, I'm Peter Mitchell and welcome to CUDA's series of podcasts specially designed to inform and support member credit unions. In this episode, I'm joined by Sean Fleming, Minister of State for the Department of Finance with Responsibility for Financial Services, Credit Unions and Insurance, and Kevin Johnson, CEO of CUDA. Today, we're going to look at the upcoming Credit Union Amendment Bill 2022, what it means for credit unions, what it means for their members, and most importantly, what it means for local communities. So first of all, Minister, could I congratulate you on having brought the, the bill to this point? It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Could you, um, just as a sort of top level, explain, you know, or just give us some insight in terms of the impact you think it may have on the credit unions themselves? Okay, first of all, I'm very pleased um, to have the legislation published by the government last week. A lot of work has gone in over the last two years between officials in the department and every stakeholder in the credit union movement to get a broad consensus of what we as a government could do to help the credit union movement. And earlier this year, we had a meeting here in the department with all people involved and there was general agreement on the legislation that has now come to fruition. So essentially, what was agreed at the last March is essentially the legislation we have before is approved by the government, which started in the Shannon um, just this week, and it'll be back in the Shannon in the coming week for um, for the committee stage. Um, I don't believe it'll get um, concluded through the doll airing this side of Christmas, so it'll be very much on the agenda to complete the legislation as drafted in the very early part of next year. So that's what we've done. Um, what we okay. have said, and we wanted to take a practical approach in relation to credit unions from a government point of view to do everything we can assist um, the credit unions with really any log jams that are in the system that required legislative changes we wanted to do and some new initiatives that will be helpful to the credit union movement as well so we we're not in the business of managing the credit unions the credit unions are the experts at that we're a government in terms of setting policy and legislative framework and the general overall financial systems in the country so really we want to do our bit, but not to cross into the business of doing the work on the credit unions. You're, you're the experts at that. And uh, okay. as important, the credit union movement continues. Okay. And then just in looking at the sort of, I suppose, this, I see two sort of core, there's a number of areas, there's governance and other things in it. And there's one aspect in terms of sort of sharing loans. And then there's, the, the, you know, and then there's other, the other aspect, I suppose, is, is credit unions referring you know, inquiries to other credit unions. Absolutely. I was surprised now when I came into this role. Obviously, everybody has had some dealings with their own credit union over the years, and we've all experienced that, but I wouldn't have known much about the legal framework. And I was surprised to know that a credit union couldn't refer its member to another credit union who might have been offering a, a service that the original credit union wasn't offering. They could refer it to a bank. And I didn't see the logic in this. There was probably a logic in it years and years ago, um, you, you know, in terms of, uh, I suppose, each area, each credit union having its own distinct common bond. And I felt common bond has served well, but it needs to be refined. And that's why we want to have a mechanism without dismantling the common bond, because that would be a massive task and a lot of work would have to be done if, if and I use the word, if anybody was to ever go down that road. But we wanted to make the common bond that's there work better for the members. So now they can refer um, members from one credit union to another. There can be um, um, more than one credit union now can um, participate in offering a loan. So 
you know, there can be an arrangement with the, between the two credit unions who will offer the loan. Does somebody get a referral fee or do they share the loan between them? And that's really, really good. And that's all about giving equality of member services across the country. And if I was asked one thing, what's behind all of this is that no matter where you are in the country, if you're a member of a credit union, you should be able to get the same services as every other credit union member in other parts of the country. And this is going to actually help that as well. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly makes, makes a lot of sense. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kuda has been talking about, you know, positive changes in terms of modernizing the common bond. Uh, going back to, I don't know, 2017 or even before that. How do you see these changes I- impacting the, the, the fortunes of credit unions? Um, well, yeah, thanks, Peter. And, um, and again, just to echo Peter's comments to you, Minister, congratulations on bringing this uh, landmark bill um, already introduced to, to the, the Senate, as you mentioned, which is fantastic and a, a great piece of work uh, by yourself and uh, the team in, in the department. Um, to your, your specific question, Peter, about the, the common bond, and I suppose really the Minister has, has touched on it there, it's about modernising the common bond, uh, because um, I completely agree with the Minister's comments, it's about retaining the values of the common bonds, but at the same time modernising it so that more people can get access to uh, credit union services. So in practice, what it will mean is that if a credit union hasn't got the the um, let's say the, the the capabilities or the the um, the risk appetite for, for a particular service, it can actually introduce the person to uh, another um, credit union, and that would all be done by way of a formal agreement. Um, so the idea being there that we get the balance between credit unions being able to share the income. Um, you know, as the minister said, it would be done on a commercial arrangement between the credit unions. So there really is something in it for everybody. The, the, the participating credit unions would benefit. And most importantly, more people will get access to more and more credit union services, which is really the, the driver behind this. And do you see do you see something in it then for you know small businesses and others who might have come to their local credit union with a loan which is you know very solid and and but potentially too big? Well, I, I suppose one, one of the things there, Peter, is that, that, that this could apply to uh, small businesses, it could apply to community loans, um, and it's both introducing it and, as the Minister said there as well, it's about sharing as well. So you may have two or three credit unions effectively co-underwriting a, a loan opportunity, which is, again, a great thing that to be able to do more in the community. Um, for the small business or indeed for community groups. There's also some changes that the Minister has brought in with the bill which will actually uh, grant access to more people, more, more of those type of entities becoming members of the credit union, which again is a, a very progressive step forward as well. So these entities could be, so could be members of the credit union even, and that's what enable them to borrow from the credit union where they wouldn't have been able to borrow in the past? Exactly, uh, either directly from the credit or from the, their own credit union or indeed being shared across a number of credit unions. Okay. Okay. And Minister, there's there's other parts to the to the bill as well. Maybe you just might talk us through a few bits, particularly say on governance and stuff like that. Just before I hit the government governance issue, I want to just sure. hit on two other practical issues that I think will really be helpful is that everyone knows there have been some voluntary amalgamations over the years, but the credit union movement has been 
good at recent times in terms of with particular products in the agri sector or, you know, in, in relation to green lending, putting schemes together where they can work on a collaborative basis. But we want to give the credit unions the option of doing more in that and, we, and, and in a deeper way. And all the government is doing is enabling the credit unions to do it. We're not forcing them, but we're giving them the option those that want to do it. And and one is to invest in the credit union service um, uh, providers whereby um, I think um, all the credit unions would find taking on some of the tasks of current accounts, which number have at the moment, and debit cards and into mortgage lending or big retrofit loans, too much work to take on themselves in terms of the back office work. So I think if they can share that facility and invest in the organisations that are doing that, it um, will be a major benefit. The loans will still come through the individual credit unions, but they'll have people helping with the back office work. And the other thing we've done is we've introduced a concept of a corporate credit unions, whereby one, two, three, five, ten, or thirty uh, credit unions could come together and set up a corporate credit union, of which each of them would be individual members or shareholders, is the word you could possibly call either. And the, that corporate credit union would have and be in a position to give loans to any members of, uh, you know, any members of the credit unions who were um, involved in setting up that credit. The, junior, the corporate credit union and I think that will be helped some will want to continue to amalgamate but this is a, a closer working relationship yeah. between credit union without full amalgamation it, 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 it gives you some of the some of the benefits of the amalgamation without actually having to yeah. amalgamate that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's interesting that's yeah true, true to that indeed uh, you did you did mention um you did mention issues in terms of governance and I was keen on that as well because the first thing I found is one there's two and a half thousand volunteers out there and directors and supervisors and I was surprised all the different boards I met the volume of work that they were um having to take on the voluntary capacity and I've listened to some meetings and I said <laughs> I'd nearly queried why some people would want to take on the role of a yeah. director given that it's a so onerous and time consuming so we want to make some improvements there whereby and again we're only facilitating not directing so those credit unions we're saying there must be only a minimum of six board meetings per annum they can have more but they must they, they must have a minimum of six and that's a reduction in some meetings as well and then some of the policies that would clear every year and require formal um, inclusion on agendas every year at a credit union board meeting some of those now only will have to happen every three years so we'll still have good governance in place and the other option is where a credit union wants to do so they can have the ceo a full board member that's now facilitated in this legislation that's going through the Oireachtas. But again, it'll be a matter for each credit union, but they can do all that. So mainly our legislation mm. is enabling the credit union to do more, not forcing the issue. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly, it, it, you know, the aspects in this bill are certainly very positive. I'd have to agree with you on that. Um, Kevin, can we just look at all, look at this, the new legislation from, from the consumer, from the member's perspective and, and how this, how this may change their experience. And in some ways, for, for what I'm seeing is that this should take out some of the blockages that were there to, you know, to enable members to do more, more services or more business with our credit union. Uh, and in some ways, they may not be aware of these changes, but they'll be almost like seamless. So how, how do you you see their experience developing in the in, in the in the coming years? Well, I, I think Peter, respect to the, the the minister's objective there of ensuring that um, more people can actually have access to to um, 
all credit union services. And, and I think the, the minister's point about the, the shared services and the corporate credit union, that's going to allow a lot more of, of this to, to, to happen because the shared services will enable credit unions to invest in, in sharing the back office costs so more and more focus can be put on actually the servicing to the members. And certainly what we're seeing in great advances in is credit unions providing both the uh, the personal touch and where where people prefer they can have the digital experience. Um, everything from joining a, a credit union right through to fulfilling the, whether it be a loan from end to end or uh, day-to-day transactions, they can all do that digitally or they can still have the personal touch. And we've certainly seen where people want to do that. But it allows the credit unions more time uh, to, to focus and continue to invest in that when they now have the opportunity to share the back office uh, processing costs of, of providing services. The governance point is a great one as well because um, it is a very, very onerous task. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's very commendable, the great work that the volunteer directors uh, and, and the oversight committees do. And again, I think it's very uh, proactive to amend the legislation to recognise that. And, and in fairness, as the minister said at the outset there, there's consensus around these changes. So it's a fantastic endorsement by by both the minister and indeed the, 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 the registrar to, to be supporting these. Um, it's a great endorsement and, and uh, support to, to the boards to, to continue the good work that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Certainly agree with you on that. Um, you, you mentioned during that, Kevin, you mentioned corporate credit unions. Could you just give us a, a, an example of one? You know, how would it, you know, if, if, how would it work? Just give people a, a real insight into it. Well, I, I think some of the things that the, the minister touched on about the, the likes of credit unions doing things like mortgages or doing larger retrofit loans or indeed some of maybe business loans, that starts to change the shape of the balance sheet. So in, in changing that, then you need good asset liability asset management, you need good liquidity management. Um, so all, all of those could actually be um, handled through a, a shared corporate credit union. Um, I think the Minister said it there, so it was a nice way of phrasing it. It's actually a credit union for credit unions. So a, a lot of that type of um, specialist yeah. functionality could happen in a corporate credit union. Okay. Okay. I get it. And, and Minister, can I just turn back to yourself? How do you see the bill? How does the bill fit in with the, the retail banking review? I suppose it's, I suppose it's, in some ways I'm asking how do, how do, how do credit unions fit, fit in to, to an extent? Well, a, a couple of things, um, in any event is I think what's nearly more important is that changing financial situation we have in the country. And that's why Minister Donoghue set up the banking review, which reported just very recently. And I think the credit unions are going to have an increasing role in the provision of services at local level because people will want to be able to, um, meet people face to face, which is getting more difficult, um, through the credit or through the banking system. And it'll give them an opportunity. I think develop these products and where I think it will be a big help and it comes out in the banking review one there will be a silica will be passing legislation in the coming year uh, to make sure there is a requirement for financial services and other uh, agencies to make sure that cash continues to be available because some people rely on that as well and the other thing that we will want to see is that um, the, uh, uh, the where as much as possible and um, the branches stay open 
um, which the credit union have been very good in. But I just want to give just on that what will help is the interest rate issue is a big issue for everybody when it comes to lending. And this legislation specifically facilitates the interest rate being able to be increased from 1% to a higher figure to be set by the minister. But we've indicated it'll probably be 2% a month. And that will allow um, credit unions now compete with the interest rates that maybe are generally available on credit cards and that type of lending, which hasn't been the case up to now. And I think that's going to be a, a particularly um, important breakthrough for credit unions because they were only able to charge a certain interest rate up to now. And they were essentially locked out maybe um, of some of the higher risk loans, but their credit unions can assess the risk and go into those markets where there might be slightly higher risk and they will need a higher, be able to charge a higher interest rate if they're doing that. And the other thing I do want to mention as well, um, and you'll know it, but not everybody knows it, is the whole question of um, mortgage lending. And we know everybody worries about the ECB rate, but with the credit union movement, it's your member money that you have and you're lending that money that you have already if you like lodged with the credit union so you're not borrowing at ECB rates so I think as the next year progresses and the issue of interest rates comes more to the fore for people taking mortgages they'll be able to know they have a greater level of certainty of the interest rates from credit unions because it won't be subject to the vagaries of ECB rates changing on a variable basis on a regular you know from time to time as we have seen so that's going to be a good selling point for the credit union movement, I think, in relation to the mortgage market as well. Yeah, it's certainly. Kevin, you want to comment on that, on the terms of the, the, the mortgage market? Yeah, I mean, as, as the minister says, we, we, we have a kind of a self-financing model. It's, um, um, and that comes with massive responsibility as well, of course, because, um, you know, it is member savings and um, it is, it, it, it's great productive and provident use of, of member savings to be able to provide it back to other members in the community which are, you know, for the various needs, be it, be it the, the the kind of home improvement retrofitting that the minister mentions or indeed the, the purchase of their of their home. So um it's it's very much an opportunity and um, but we're conscious as well it comes with um it comes with its own risks that need to be managed and um and this is where the collaborative approach can help as well um, particularly for credit unions who may not have the scale to do some of these things themselves now they'll be able to work a lot closer through the various provisions of the bill that the ministers brought forward yeah, that's that's that that's certainly true. Um, Kevin, you you guys, uh, CUDA conducted some research there recently in terms of what consumers want in their local community in terms of services, and there was a mixture of some want digital, some want face to face, but the bulk of people actually wanted both, as well as access to cash and a whole lot of other things as well. And then you you you, you penned a piece there, uh, an opinion piece in the Irish Times there recently, and you were talking about how the institutions, credit unions, banks and other financial institutions need to work together to ensure that the services continue to be delivered to local communities. Could, could you expand on that a little? Well, I, I suppose, yes, we did. Um, and uh, our, our concern primarily was in, in things like cash services. So while, while there is a, a progression um, and an evolution towards digital uh, services all the time, People transition at different pace, and um, so we're very conscious that different people at different times have very different needs. So, um, I suppose our feeling was that 
you know, the providers of banking services shouldn't just on their own decide who, who gets the service and who doesn't. Like, while it might be a more profitable solution for people to go a certain way, our view is that um, it's more the bigger picture of what type of uh, community and society we, we, we want to see. And the, they mentioned there the, of the, um, the retail banking review, absolutely delighted to see that the, the, the review has recommended a, a national payment strategy and um, there's a lot of different things um, the Minister can expand on, he'd be more familiar with them but you know, even some other players being brought into the, 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 the regulatory environment and all that again, is going to produce a, a greater comfort and greater protection for consumers so um we definitely see, as the minister said there, even around the, the the network of branches. As long as people continue to use them and, and, and want that personal touch, uh, be it in person, over the phone, or indeed online, that's the experience that the credit union wants to continue to invest in and delivering. Okay, okay. Uh, minister, can you, you mentioned uh, at, at the start there you, um, the timelines in terms of when people could expect the legislation to be in place and, and to be, uh, I suppose, effective. Uh, could you just remind us of those? And was there anything else that you wanted to touch on in terms of the legislation before we before we finish? Um, the legislation, is, as I said, has commenced in the Shannad, and that won't take too long more. We, the second stage debate is completed. The committee stage has to happen in the Shannad, and it will be in the doll, the doll then uh, in the new year. I would see no reason why this won't be fully completed, you know, in the first couple of months of the new year. Uh, we're, we're there now. We have the legislation. I've said if there are practical suggestions that will improve the situation for credit unions and their members, the government will be happy to take and consider amendments um, if, if, you know, um, if they're brought forward. And we will look at that um, early in the new year. And I think we will have this legislation fully in place early in the new year. But the only message and the last message and the main message I want to give, and anybody who has heard me speaking uh, in respect of credit union since I came into office, I've only one message is grow the lending increase your lending book. Uh, savings, getting in savings is not the issue. The mm. issue for the credit union movement that I have found that we're only lending on average about 27% of assets. It could be double that in the years to come and it used to be much higher in the past. So I want to see the credit union growing their lending book, increasing their lending and I think that's how credit unions earn interest and that's how credit unions uh, will be more sustainable going forward if they have a good stream of income from increased lending. So my main message is everything in this legislation will facilitate that. with all practical measures to assist there. And I would say then it's over to the credit union movement themselves then to actually implement it on the ground, you know, on a credit union by credit union basis as best suits their own members, but to do so with a view to increasing lending because that's the sustainable future for the credit union movement. Absolutely. That is, that is the key message. And this legislation will go some way to assist credit unions in doing that. Um, so that concludes our podcast on the upcoming Credit Union Amendment Bill 2022. I hope it gives listeners a better understanding of its significance and the opportunities for Credit Union to grow and develop. I'd like to thank John Fleming, Minister of State for the Department of Finance with responsibility for financial services, credit unions and insurance, and Kevin Johnson, CEO of CUDA, for sharing their expertise on the subject. I hope you all found it of use. And if you did, don't forget to listen into our other podcasts in the same series. 
If you have any questions regarding the supports or the ambitions that CUDA has for the sector, you can contact Kevin Johnson. Thank you.